are listening to Free Beers and a Movie. Nice. Hello and welcome to episode 65 of Three Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. We are a duo tonight, Colin. We are a duo. So it's like we've got candles and stuff. And it's very it's romantic. Yeah. It is romantic. We so do seem to go from either two people to five people to two people again. We yeah, can't ever yeah, get well. a nice... We can't ever get three of us together again. It's There's never a trio anymore. No. So I'm not just talking. Imagine that. Well, let's, let's make it sexy. It? <laughs> but it already is. Um, we're once again at the Raven. In Glasgow. It's a very quiet Raven tonight. It is, but it's, it's a Thursday night. There's, there's a football match on as well. We'll make it busy later on, actually. Football match later on, so I think we'll probably be out here before the football starts. Yeah, we're yeah. not football people. Uh, we come from Glasgow, we don't like football. Yeah. So not, not there you go. Fucking ponder that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you drinking tonight? Um, cold Town beer again. You do like Cold Town beer? I do, I, I do like it. It's, it is like the Scottish equivalent of a Mexican beer. And, There's uh, nothing Mexican about it, but it is it, it is refreshing. It is I nice. find it a bit bland. What are you drinking? You're drinking something a bit more interesting. Brooklyn Lager, Brooklyn. which I drink. Is it from Britain? Yes, Brooklyn, in New York. Well, which is why you I'm could go and see Richard's going to New York on his honeymoon. You could go to the brewery and debut tour. I don't think I've got enough time. I've literally got twelve hours in New York. I would spend nine of them in a brewery. Nah, I've got other stuff to do. Once you've been, can I, I've realised this. I've been to a couple of breweries now, right? Yeah. Um, went to Drygate, went to Tenants, been a couple up north, been a few out in Australia as well. Seen you've been to one brewery. It's kind of, it's kind of the same. There's only so many ways you can brew a beer before you think, you know what, I kind of know. Aye, it's, all, it's pretty much the same way everybody does it, does the main stuff with a few little kind of like wee moments of like Sison or something else in it. It's a taste, it's a taste, isn't it? It's not, you don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck it. it's, I, I, don't, I don't care, it's in the barrel, can I try something? I basically, that's yeah. what it gets to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think I'll be doing many more breweries. Have you ever considered homebrewing? Nah. Have you not? No, I'm... No, I'm on a date. I can't make fucking coffee without fucking burning it. I just so. feel it takes too much time. I think so? Yeah, yeah. it's quite smelly, isn't it? Smelly, smelly, too much time. I think if you've got a big house or even like a good garage, you can maybe do it in that. Do you think it's like. Do you think it's middle class wankish? No, without, without getting a eleven and a half audience here, is it? A wee bit. Yeah. Hipsterish? Also, at least if I'm doing it myself, I can't guarantee the quality, but I can go and buy a six pack of beer and be quite happy with that. Do you know anyone that does do their own beer? Um, do you know we work with? Mr. Uh, Fraser, does it? Yeah, he's bring bring me in some, but he's never actually brought me in any yet. So, um, but he apparently does do it. Alright, I'm going to get him to get me some for Christmas. Yeah, get some for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and his time as well. I think he's been doing for like three, four months, and right. I'd hate to do four months of work and then it's shit. <laughs> I, I would waste. just shoot my load immaturely and just drink it like after two days and be like, this is fucking hot. Yeah. So, so never done it. Yeah. Never done it, but wouldn't say no to it, but I'm probably guessing no. But yeah, Brooklyn Lager, it's lovely, it's nice, it's one of my go-tos if there's not much else to fancy on the menu. Um, and this is just, it's nice, simple. And Cold Town, which has been advertised quite a lot. Um, it's, it's, there's, there's advertisements all over Glasgow for this stuff. Just it's now, only served it here, isn't it? I don't see anywhere no, else. No, no, it's, it's other places as well. Is it? I haven't seen anywhere else. It's brewed in Edinburgh, um, and then it's kind of, it's, I presume Edinburgh have a lot of it as well, and quite right. a few Glasgow pubs, but it's, it's nice. I haven't seen anywhere else apart from I'm going to get a lime in mine's next time. No, throw you out, make a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this week is quite a shallow viewing week. What episode one is? We're on six, episode five. That means we can retire. We can retire. We can officially retire because we're, we're 65. <laughs> or did they increase the age to? I think me and you will both at least be in our 80s before we retire, so. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, never, we'll die at our deaths. That was depressing. Um, <laughs> but it is quite a, a shallow week this week, so we'll pick up a few things, but it's not quite the volume we normally have. Um, next week will be a busier week, I think. Yeah. There is stuff out, just I've not had a chance to see it because of life, and also with a massive storm in Glasgow last night, which dictated I could go and see something. Yeah, yeah which kind of ruins things. Um, life gets going to be a lot of fun, doesn't it? Especially yeah, this time of year, come, yeah. to, come towards the end of the year, it's going to start. Yeah, there's well. a lot of shit out there, and the weather's bad, and life gets in the way, and yeah. you need to work, and shit like that. Mm. Yeah. See, see, we were Playboys. Yeah. Yeah. We still do not have a job, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. One of us used to win a lot, they become Playboys. And, <laughs> and just know, do this full time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much. that is a dream. <laughs> It's not um, the Truman Show. <laughs> Cameras follow us everywhere. We'll start with the usual home viewings. Um, Colin, what have you been watching at home? Are you still working your way through Nurse Jackie? Still working my way through Nurse Jackie. Um, Paul, I've actually been kind of binge watching a wee bit. I'm not, you're, not I, binge, I, I you're not really not binge I'm watching. Not, right? I don't advocate it. I think it's unhealthy. Um, but I've, I've kind of been doing like four and five episodes at a time. Right. Granted, they're only kind of two, two, two minutes long. So, so it's like an worth at least an hour and a half. Two hours maybe. Two hours, um, right? No, I've been binge watching. That's me finished season, season two now. And it's still funny, it kind of dips a wee bit, but I think most things do that anyway. Oh, yeah. They're, they're kind of, you know, start out no strong, get a lull back up again, lull then back up for the final. Most shows usually replace the writer's room after maybe season three. Right. Because they just refreshing up a little bit. Gets a bit stale, but I'm, yeah. I'm still, still enjoying it a lot. The characters in it, you kind of grow to love them more and more and more. And Edith Falk was a good actress. Did you ever watch Scrubs? 
brief. I remember Scrubs. I watched it, yeah, but I don't remember, you remember it. So you can't details really com- about it. You can't really compare these two. So Scrubs is Scrubs is really really dark. At times, Scrubs is very dark at times. Yeah, yeah. this is darker. This, this darker. is like Breaking what, Bad levels of dark. What would you compare this to then? God, um, it's not a laugh track. It's funny. It's not a laugh track. It's not a laugh track. No. Oh no no no. I mean, it is. I don't know, it's really dramatic and it makes you cry, but it makes you laugh. You right, okay. It's just, the dark I mean, there's a lot of blood and gore and stuff like that. The language is horrendous and, and morally, it's fucking horrible. Right? Okay. The characters in it are morally fucked. Right. Morally, even the good ones are not morally fucked. So, I don't know, like, like kind of Breaking Bad, possibly. Oh, like, yeah. like Sons of Anarchy, if it was set in a hospital. Almost. Okay. That level of kind of shit and degradation and stuff like that. You are convinced me to go and see it. I'll try and watch really, it. Really yeah, yeah. Really I will try and seek it out. I'm always looking for something that's a nice 25 minute show. And it hooks you quick. I mean, yeah. the, the first episode, right away, you, you're invested like, within minutes. You're like, oh, yeah, the, the, these characters have bought me. They're in my head already. Yeah. Okay, nice one. I will look out for that one. You should. Um, I'll go with my first film this week. I think you've seen it as well, but you didn't see it at the same time as me. It's a film called My Friend Dalma. Dalma. My Friend Dalma. Dalma. There is no L in it, but I always seem to prove it. No, D-H-M-E. I think it's Dalma or Dalma. Dalma. Yeah, it's all about. Um, it's a weird one. This. I'll let you go into what you first. It's essentially about the, the young life of Jeffrey Dal- Dalma. 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 As he's grown up in, I think it's it Seattle. No, it's not. It's Minnesota. He's grown up, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, he was, was he not called the Minnesota Cannibal or something. Wasn't I it? don't pay attention to kind of shit like that. Okay. Watching films. I, I, I watched the movie. I don't notice anything. Anyway, <laughs> he's grown up. He's grown up middle to America. Yeah. And essentially, you're watching through the eyes of. Well, most part of him, but also through the eyes of like sort of friends that he has in school, yeah. and you get to see this person growing through school. You know, and you, you start to see like signposts of the kind of dangerous man he's going to become. Then you see stuff yeah. with the animal. You see him sort of being a class clown as well. Yeah, all this fearing the fits, striving for a striving, somebody striving for attention, but then also not wanting attention. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to, you know, that kind of thing. And essentially, watching this kid, this guy, become the person that we all eventually became infamous and we yeah. all know and we all know what he did and how he did it. Yeah. Um, starring, I can't remember, Anne, is it Anne Hesh? No, it's not Anne Hesh, she's not. Anne Hesh, wasn't it? I can't remember. Who's playing the mother? I can't remember who's the mother. I, I, I seen this months ago. What I thought was, while well, you're researching it, what I thought was interesting was um, everything in it takes place before his first murder. Um, well, it leads up to that. But the, it's, final sh- the final scene is he's... Yeah, he's, but, uh, but it's not, you know, it's not focusing on Jeffrey Dabber, the, the serial killer. It's, you know, it, it's pre, pre-killing. Yeah, definitely, um, yeah, definitely so pre-killing. Anne Hesh is, she plays a mother. Yeah, and, it's, and a lot of the time you, you feel it's a pathetic character and you feel uncomfortable how pathetic he is. There's a, there's a certain sadness about it. He's not really a, he's, you don't really feel, you do feel a certain sadness for him a little bit, but yeah. also you're also going, you're a bit of an asshole as well. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, yeah, you know, you know, kind of fearing the fits and stuff like that. That, that was hard watching. Do you know when you see him, you know, fucking spazzing out the halls and stuff like that? And they started calling it do a damn it, wasn't it? Oh, uh-huh, yeah, that's, the, that's became a thing in yeah, the school. Yeah, it became an actual craze and stuff like that. And it's horrible to watch that. Um, I think it was good. The, 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 the boy that played him was... I'll mention him. He's a boy called Ross Lynch. I say mm-hmm. boy, a man called Ross Lynch. I find that he's a Disney kid. I imagine you were known this, or maybe I know this because like, your, your kids might have been watching it, but it used to be on, is it Austin and Alley? Oh no, I've never heard of Austin. Heard that one? No. Um, Drake, I'm Drake and Josh. Girl Meets World is one as well, um, Snowtime, Teen Beach 2, so there's a lot of Disney stuff he's in, but the only thing he's ever been in really since this one was um, Status Update, the one we saw, I've had to go and see it, it was about, um, he put something on your status on oh, Facebook, yeah. And, yeah, we didn't bother going to see yeah, it, yeah. but he's going to be in the new Sabrina show that's on Netflix, which I'm looking forward to. Is Melissa Joan Harper? And that, she might have a cameo, and I'm not sure if oh, she's not playing. There's a girl from Mad Men who's playing Sabina. Is it? Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently, going really dark with her, going to hold Satan, which is. Yeah, I really don't dark. Fuck over Sabina, man. That was it was in the comics, or there was a darkness to it? I don't want a darkness. I want Melissa Joan Hart being all fucking bubbly, smiley, and a talking kid. Shine people in cupboards. Um, Dude, that's don't, don't sell it on Melissa Joan Hart. Do not do this. Apparently, this film, the boy, I can't remember his name, they just said it a minute ago, he had real troubles after this film. This film really messed him up a little bit. He does go really, really. Deep into character, deep into character. Yeah. he does sort of and I would it. imagine researching the character yeah. on that is going to kind of take its take its toll on you as well. Yeah. Um, Apparently, would watch like a certain, a certain interview of Dan yeah. every morning before he went on the set. Right. That would get him into sort of the character and the voice and the and sort of the way they moved and the way they sort of behaved and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I actually really enjoyed it. I've yeah, not enjoyed yeah. it. It's, 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 it's definitely. I think people would have went into. I think they're going to see a, a kind of slasher thriller, yeah. you know, a kind of high octane you know, uh, thriller, and it's not it's it's slow, not. it's subtle, and you know, it just kind of burns away at you. And it finishes, and 
you kind of get stuff in your head, you know, yeah. and you, you kind of do. It's like you, you don't forgive him. No, no, you, no you are slightly conflicted because you do have sympathies towards his character, but end it, which you know you I, shouldn't. And you kind I of, didn't have any sympathies towards him whatsoever. No, I, I, when I watched it, I just saw maybe I'm a psychopath. I saw more like you can see. I'm, I was more watching, going, how did no one not notice this? You know, the cry for attention in school, yeah, oh yeah, the yeah. thing for the animals signs as well. There, the yeah. signs were there. Um, obviously, you do see some stuff like the fact that him, they probably have his family, you know, the divorce and things yeah. that obviously affected him in a big way. Yeah. But st- there's no sympathy for him. But I do, you did, I do see how how it happened. You can see how all the things came about. Mm. There's that scene when he's sitting waiting when he first thinks about killing someone. He's sitting in the bushes with a baseball bat. He knows someone runs by. He's sitting right, route yeah. every. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something, and he's sitting there waiting, and the guy yeah. didn't run by that day. If it wasn't for the guy, that guy did run by that day, that would have been a different, been story, different, yeah. different story. Broke his duck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 so um, I, I thought it was a really interesting film, really, really mm. interesting film. Um, definitely when it went on the radar, I've never really heard much about it when it first came out. I don't think it got a cinema release over here. No, I don't think so either. Um, probably in the States it did, because um, I remember kind of seeing the release dates for it and oh. stuff like that. And that's where over here you see these interesting movies, and you get a release date, and they just Disappear. Disappear. They, they, yeah. they don't get released over here, which is a shame. I saw it on Sky Movies, so if you're looking for it, it's on Sky Movies. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. 100% definitely yeah. worth seeing. Watch it. Watch, Watch it. it. Yeah. Really, yeah. really good interest. Especially people are right now, the serial killer, very much the in thing right now, all the podcasts yeah. going on. Yeah. 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 So definitely worth a watch to get some background on this on this man. Yes. Uh, yourself, any other films you watched at home? Um, oh. Well, oh, I watched Raw. Raw. Um, you were speaking about this a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks, weeks ago. A few weeks yeah. ago, actually, yeah. And I thought, in, inspired by. What you were saying about it, I thought I'm going to watch it, and yeah. lo and behold, I did. Not often do what I say, I'm going to yeah. do, but I actually did. I watched it. Yeah. it. Interesting idea. It's good to see them doing something different. The payoff at the end was good. So it was like, oh right, okay, that, that was interesting. Not as gory as you led me to believe, but I then, thought it was pretty gory. I think I'm much more of a gore hound than you, but I think I'm so desensitised. It's horrible. It wasn't so much the volume of blood. It was where the stuff happened, like the bit when she does the thing with her sister's finger. Yeah. That, 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 that did not strike me, that did, that did not sit well with me. So. It, it, as I said to you, I, I made myself um, toast and cheese, and mm. I was just sitting munching my toast and cheese watching it. I had to, um, no, when I found it, I had to take a, I had to take a few moments away really? from it. Yeah, I had to take a wee walk, it's a wee yeah. wonder. But, no, I didn't, I didn't really get grossed out about it at all, but I thought it was a really well made film. Um, director's got a future there, definitely. Can you um, see why it got the hype and... Like in, in Cannes and stuff like and things like that because in Cannes it was basically people walked out of it and obviously like an hour long stand innovation so it's like can you see why it sort of had that I don't split? think it's the be all end all um, okay. you know, it's not tried any material that's never been done before yet was it kind of clever wee twist like, clever wee twist at the end um, but you know Shia Elman done clever twist and look at him now yeah, um, so, so there's that um, and again just in terms of kind of gore and horror it didn't didn't jar me at all. Do you think watching it again would give you a different perception? Of it? Because obviously you know how you know why people are doing certain things, or why something yeah, is like that. I don't think so. No, I think I think, I think I'd watch it again. I enjoyed it, but I've no kind of. I don't think it's got enough gore in it, and it's not patient enough to kind of give me a rewatch. I think I gave it a solid eight out of ten. Would you give it? You Probably give it a seven. Seven. Yeah, so you it's think it's very good. good. It's a good horror. Good I, film, yeah. But it's just, I think it's just me. I'm like, I'm really a terrible for a go and I'm always chasing the ultimate kind go, of. Yeah, you horror. want more and more just, gore. Nothing ever gets me. I think I'm just. I don't know, maybe I need to watch stuff or something. Yeah, <laughs> just watch stuff movies, that's all you need to watch now. <laughs> pretty much. You're once away from being Dalma. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know where I'm ready to go, but um, yeah. Decent watch though, enjoy it. Decent watch, and uh, yeah, I would recommend it to people. It's, yeah. It definitely deserves the praise it's getting, and it's good to see horror films trying to break away from the usual, I'm going to chase you a knife. And well, I would give it that, it, 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 it didn't actually rely on the gore, it did, it, yeah. it's a very much a tense film oh, for yeah, most of it. Yeah, so it's yeah, not relying yeah. on the, the gore aspect, um, you know it's Gibbs coming. Gibbs were good as well. Gibbs were excellent, I oh, thought oh, apparently oh. the main girl I thought was brilliant. She, she was good, yeah, the sister was really, really good as well, and uh, the, the roommate, he was good too. Uh-huh, yeah. everyone was very good in it, yeah. that's the point, it's like you feel like that's a film that hopefully will launch everyone in it to bigger things bigger and better things hopefully yeah, but being French and French having its own crazy introverted cinema we'll probably never see them again what yeah, maybe maybe not but hopefully you do see them hopefully someone will do something you know here's, here's a question as I sometimes like to do let's go and yeah. we, are we a wee garden I'll wander off here? Yeah. yes <laughs> um, but stay in track at the same time so French movies right the French have got their own Cinema. Their own self-contained yes. cinematic world where they don't need Hollywood and, and, and stuff like that. So they, so they don't need Hollywood. So they don't. They're not Hollywood's not the be-all and end-all. Okay, there's a few that broke out like this and stuff like that. There's a couple that, that kind of you know ventured out with. But so this film, Raw, right? That, this is a French director, yeah. Yes. Right. It's a really good film. Would this? Do, do you think this director going to Hollywood would ruin them? 
do you think that happens, or do you think it's not rude left where they are? You know, are they going to stop making that quality of film? I think this kind of director, much like say someone like um, Gareth Evans from Wales mm -hmm. um, and other British directors, in fact, it requires a certain skill set to go to Hollywood and work within that system. And some directors just simply are not built yeah. to do it. Right. I would say Luke Besson is not built to work within the system. Yeah, he's a lot of his big films are actually more self-funded. It's, it's not all coming out of the Hollywood system. Right, it's okay. more he's raising money elsewhere from through like Canal Plus and all that kind of stuff. So the actual Hollywood system maybe isn't for them. It's maybe there's too much control over the studio. Right. I, and I think maybe working in a more independent-esque cinema would actually it benefits them more. Still go to America and send and maybe use American actors, American or mm. British actors, and sort of maybe appeal to a larger audience. But keep it. Maybe keeps true to what you're already yeah. doing. Good. Even even guys like who's the guy who's directing um, British actor, British director. I can't I forgot his name. One of the Pythons. John Cleese, Terry Gillingham. Terry Gillingham. Mm. He doesn't work with studio system very well. Yeah. Think about it. You know his films are great. Some some are awful. Some are great. But it's like he's not working the studio system. You know. But you can't mm. deny his ability to film. I think it's just more with me. Like you've got this film Raw, which is original. Um, give that person to Hollywood, and does that originality just dilute, dissipate, and they just become just another fucking Hollywood movie maker? No, I think I think a lot of times it, I think it definitely is a problem. They could become that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think there's a there's a chance that they could just become studio hacks and just become do the studio film. Um, so yeah, the last film I watched at home this week has been a film called The Ballad of Leslie Brown. Which is the cowboy movie um, starring Bill Pullman. Interesting um, choice for a cowboy movie. Yeah, I see Pullman doing western. Yeah. Kind of older cowboy though. Right. Like he's not like a, he's, he's kind of like at the end of his career as a cowboy. And so maybe he's almost a bit like the town idiot. Um, it's also starring Peter Fonda, and you've also got Kathy Baker. You've also got the things we're talking about: some of Anarchy, Tommy Flanagan. It's quite a big cast, isn't it? That's yeah, Jim Caviezel comes up in as well. It's basically the story of... Heavy hitting actors, isn't it? It's basically a thrilling and action-packed western. The Ballad of Lefty Brown is a story about loyalty, friendship and the relentless pursuit of justice. Essentially, someone kills Lefty's friend. Okay. And he goes on pursuit to try and kill them. Um, well, along the way, engaging with a bunch of ragtag people as he, as he journeys through the, the wild west. Is it the boxes? It's a pretty decent, solid western. Indians? Dick? Yes, there's Indians in it. Yes, there's whiskey, whiskey in it. Barbro, Dick, campfire, <laughs> um, somebody who's you know double crossing, double double crossing. Um, rattlesnake, Dick. I think there's a rattlesnake in it as well. I'm sure there is. Um, very much in the sort of the guys of the kind of unforgiven, or even like was that one that was out with Piers Brosnan? It was out with oh, the Jewel. The Cherry something was it? Not? Or Seraphim Falls? Seraphim Falls. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, among those like Cherry, like, Cherry Falls, Cherry Falls, Falls. Falls. <laughs> um, stuff like it's along the lines of that. Um, but if you're a fan of westerns, it's a, a thoroughly enjoyable. I really do like westerns. You a do, lot. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of westerns, yeah, um, and I really, really want to see this one. It's not as good as the ones we saw more recently. The one that, that Slow West and Slow West and Redemption. Stuff Redemption. Like it's not quite yeah. as good as those ones, but it's still a very, very solid western. But it's good. And there's still there's an interest there. So I mean, West is they're becoming a dime kind of medium westerns. I mean, there's not a lot of interest in them anymore. I, mean, I think. From what we saw recently, the big budget western, i.e. the Magnificent Seven, there's yeah. not much interest in that. Yeah, yeah. But the wee western that we've seen more recently, is, is, I think there's still an interest in the western if it's done right. Like anything, if it's done properly, then you can still enjoy it and it's the story is a good story. Yeah. You know, if you break it down, pretty much Star Wars is a western. Yeah. You know, Han Solo is definitely a western. Yeah. 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 Solo is yeah. yeah, <laughs> a western. Space western. Yeah, space western. Um, you know, even things like the roads are western to the great descent. It's, it's travelling across that kind of bad land. Of Give him a horse and some sand, and he's in a bag of mess. Essentially, yeah. So this is. A I don't. I don't think the western's dead. I think maybe it's just sort of it's got to kind of evolve to to survive. Do you think where can they evolve westerns to and from? Because no, what, what have they done? What have they not done with westerns? So no, they, they, they haven't done it. You, you've got to do what you're going to do right as an evolve to make sure it fits. Even using it almost as a sort of parable for like. For now, you know, if you look at that one, it was out the start of the year, hostiles. Mm -hmm. That's very much sort of playing on sort of current society, like, you know, racism yeah. and you know, sort of yeah. belonging and cultural appropriation. Yeah. It's very much getting involved with that, so you can use it in that way to, to, to fit in with yeah. that, or even do it like the one you saw last year that you really like is it not Mystic River, the one with the one with um, Hawkeye. Oh, that Wind River, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a western. Almost, yeah, it yeah. almost is. Yeah, you, can, you, yeah. you can make a modern western. Yeah. You can make set it now. They just set it and that a, have that, that western feel to it. Or that medieval western, just to really fuck with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can put it out there. Yeah. Someone can do it. Some, I'm sure someone can do it. Um, but no, I, like I said, it's a solid six and a half, seven out of ten. It's a good. Wow. I watched it on a Sunday afternoon. It's a good Sunday afternoon. 
I think I'm going to, I'm going to watch it. So you've inspired me to watch a Western. I think it's nice guy. I think it's guy, and I hope that everybody will get involved in it. And also, it's nice to see Bill Pullman in a lead role. Yeah, it's been a long they time. Connect as well. Bill Pullman, you can definitely act. Is he a good cowboy? He's not. He's not really a cowboy so much. He is playing a bit of an idiot, but yeah. a good idiot, and he's sort of, he's full of heart, full of yeah. soul. Um, he's, he's, he's just like me. He's a guy <laughs> surviving in pretty harsh times. Yeah. You know? um, but no, I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it, and I definitely wouldn't maybe watch it again. But when I was watching it, I enjoyed what I was watching. What he could do, right? Is um, what's the old film a Yankee in it? King Arthur's Court or something or they could do that and make Jesse James get teleported back to Camelot and be like Jesse James and Camelot and I would watch that med- medieval western uh, it's not a bad I mean well, just yeah. put it out there Mark Twain knows how to write yeah. he's not a bad writer you yeah, know? Just, uh, there you go there's an idea for any directors out there that are looking for some inspiration Connecticut and King, and King Arthur's Court yeah, there's a script called Jesse James and Guinevere's Bedroom who would, yeah, who would, who would play Jesse James now in that film. Oh, who James? Um, they're going to Chris Pratt, Jesse James, aren't they? No, no, no. That, that boy that I really don't like, um, the one that does a BMW advert where he's just talking over it. Mads No, no. It's, like, it's, it's like a blanky i8 BMW advert used to do. Dan Dahan? No, I like Dan Dahan. He'd as well. I don't like him. He annoys me anyway about him. Michael Pitt? Yes. Yeah. That's him. How good would he be, Jesse James? I think he's too weird looking to Jesse James. I don't know, because he's put a, a Stetson on him and dirty him up a wee bit. I, I Could you just recast it, make it Billy the Kid, and bring back Emilio Estevez? Oh. But Young Guns. Uh, Benjamin Button. Oh, oh, right, okay, so we're going to. Yeah, <laughs> Young Guns, guns Benjamin Button. Yeah. Young <laughs> Guns. King Camelot. Yeah. Young Guns 3, a Yankee in Connecticut. A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's This court. is why we don't make movies, you know. Oh, right, this is I'd watch that film in a heartbeat. <laughs> but no, the Western is not dead, the Western just needs. It's more, it's a more, um, what's the word? It's, it needs to reevaluate status, sort of make it small enough that it can make money on a smaller audience. It's not going to make the big western yeah. theater massive money. It's not got a huge pull anymore, but it's still got a pull amongst. I think people who like cinema still enjoy the western. Yeah, for sure. Um, sure. So like my granddad loved westerns, and that was that was the heyday probably of them. Now it's yeah. we really got to make it a bit lower budget to appeal to something that. When did westerns stop becoming? When they became too expensive to make, essentially, it was like, it was, I think it probably was the 80s, maybe, Westerns. Because the Unforgiven's kind of like the last great Western, isn't it? I'd probably agree with that, yeah, maybe the last, the last yeah. proper great Western. Yeah, yeah. I think, if anything that came after Unforgiven, that would go, that's a great Western. They did Ooh. really good films, but there's Three nothing... Three it's not a great, it's a great nah, Western, great film, but it's maybe not the greatest Western. Probably, Unforgiven is probably the oldest. Yeah, it is, it's like the last kind of bastion of, you know, tears how Westerns used to be made. Yeah, yeah. still good films now, but yeah, that was the... the probably the last great one. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Even the remake, we could we saw the French remake. Oh, Japanese remake we saw, wasn't it? Maybe? I never seen it. it was you and Jibbles, oh, it was good. Yeah. Really good. Really good remake of it. Anyway, he's unforgiving. See, it doesn't make my idea sound that bad anymore. Anyway. No. You see him, like, oh. Anyway, <laughs> it's cinematic releases. <laughs> oh, no, no, non cinematic. Well, the first one we got is it's a cinematic release, technically. Is it? But most of them seen by people who are watching um, on Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, but did get a very small cinema release. It's oh, called, I, I think, mainly key cinemas. Um, film called Final Score. Yeah. Starring, well, directed by a guy called Scott Mann, who directed a film called The Tournament, which I didn't really like. We're about to kind of, kind of 50 killers mm. all white kill each other to become the top, top killer. He's very it? much an action man. Have you seen it? No, 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 but I know, I know the genre he does. Yeah. He's, you know, he's yeah. a very niche genre, this director. Is. Well, the plot of this film is essentially die hard in a football stadium. Is it though? Yes, it is. Do you think so? The, the, the villain is that, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm talking about as a direct comparison. It's... Well, people who really like Die Hard said the football stadium put it that way the writers yeah. really like Die Hard because <laughs> um, Dave Bautista is an ex-Navy SEAL no he never actually says he's a Marine or Marine a Navy SEAL, Seal. Yeah, yeah, he's some, taking his te- he's a friend's daughter to a football game it's a friend who who, who, who was killed um, he's into the football game well at the football game the football team is taken over by terrorists who are looking to try and kill an uh, old revolutionary revolutionary yeah, yeah. Um, and basically he notices this and goes about trying to stop this from happening yeah. that's basically the plot right. first thing right, I've googled this and I can't really find the answer I'm looking for right. the country the fictional country it's in the Marvel Universe is it co- was it? yeah was it? I was ah, like, um, and I kept hearing that I was like but, cause it, right, right, fuck this is messing with me because right, it's West Ham who are a real Ham. team yeah. yes. London is a real city okay. and they're playing against who they're playing against um, oh, Moscow? The Bad, Dynamo? Dynamo FC, Dynamo, the badly yeah. named who are not actually a football team. Just Dynamo FC? Yeah. Right, so it's set in London, right? Um, 
And then you've got Zakovia. Zakovia, yes. Why? <laughs> Why couldn't they just pick another country? Yeah, just yeah, it's technically part of the universe. Yeah, like. I was proper like, I was like, is, is Drax going to uh -huh. whisk it on? That's how geeky it made a sound. That we, that's the thing I noticed straight off the bat. Going, like, fuck, it totally made And it's got the punisher on it as well. It's Ray Stevenson. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but as soon as I heard the comment, I pure sprung up and I'm like, no. And then, then they said that, Dead, just yeah. like, like, shortly after, and I was like, no. And I kept looking up Google and nowhere would say it was Zakovia. And I'm well, like, I don't think it was this director's trait, maybe that's just maybe a country he had already in mind. It's sort of like he'd made I it. I thought it was maybe a sly nod to, to, drag, no, I to Batista it, being I don't think it's too enough to do that. Um, remember, like, Predator and also Commander are all set in the same country. It's like some random South American country that you made a name up for. I can't yeah. remember the name of it because it's like Joe Silver made this name up for a country. So they're okay. at, they all technically exist within the same, the same universe. The universe. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Die Hard as well. That the country in Die Hard Two that the guys come in from, see the plane that's landed yeah. in Die Hard Two, is coming from this like fictional country. It's not a real country. It's not a real country. Oh. Yeah. But no, this was yeah, yeah like. Sorry, folks, for the the. the and you're going to be able to trip me up as well. I'm going. Ah, that's some art. Surely not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what happened? Ultron and stuff like that. So, yeah. so in the film, you like to mentioned before, you've got Dave Batista playing the title role. You've got Ray Stevenson playing the main baddie. Yeah. You've got Pierce Brosnan, in it for. He's not an. He's not a lot. Yeah. And also you've got a myriad of Amazonian assume Eastenders characters who randomly wander through the park. I didn't know anyone. No, I honestly couldn't pick a name. No, pick a name. What do you think of it? Right, okay, I, I'm not going to shit on it because it, it, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a great movie. It's not a great movie. It wasn't a terrible movie, and his action films go up, seen a lot worse that had a lot bigger budget spent on them. Fair point, yeah. Um, like Transformers, stuff example, like that. example, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think the biggest problem is Batista isn't quite there yet. He's not the, the Vin Diesel army levels of. Actually, I agree. He is not. To be. He's not leading man. No, I think he, you can see that very blatantly. He hasn't got the charisma yeah. or the, the even the acting chops yeah. to be a leading man. Yeah. And what's, what else is a shame is um, he's a funny guy. His, his timing's quite good and the funny stuff we've seen him in. Oh. And this film's both as fuck. There's just you know it doesn't. There's not, not. There's no. There's no giggles in it at all. Yeah. There's, there's one or two throwaways. You know that wasn't funny at all. No. But no, it just. It, Using you know, play to his strengths, which isn't fucking acting. No. Even his action scenes for a wrestler, and I think they tried to go realism with the action uh -huh. over, you know, kind of fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Like that, the lift fight I thought was terrible. Yeah. It's oh, a, I was really badly. Yeah. Even, I think maybe, maybe it's shown that me and you are watching too many films. That when something's done and it's badly done, we notice it a lot quicker. Mm. Like, you've seen a good lift fight before, like you've seen something like in the Cap raid. America, Cap America is yeah. probably the yeah. pinnacle of the last two years, but mm. you see a bad lift fight, you go, oh, that just yeah, looks badly terrible. choreographed, and you get, it stands out to you. But it's a, it's a, I think Batista, it's just, it's just not ready for his own movie yet. No, I think he's definitely the man. He's not leading man at all. Yeah. Um, when I say Die Hard, it is Die Hard on the cheap, because oh. it's got no charm that Die Hard has. And, that be, and most of the charm from Die Hard comes from two things. Bruce Willis in the lead, yep. and Alan Rickman. Ah, the villain. villain. Yeah. To the point of the film, you're watching that film and going, I don't really know who I want to win right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the end, you're like, kind of, you know, can, well, yeah, he's already. Yeah, the legend about Die Hard was the reason why they put that scene in when he shoots Takagi is because they showed the first cut without that shot, and people were still rooting for Rickman oh. to win because they thought he's, he's so charming, yet they want to succeed. He's such a nice villain. Uh -huh. <laughs> so they had to put the shot in of him killing Takagi. People would go right. He's a bastard. We want him to lose now. We need to basically. We need you to hear this guy. Oh, he's right. Oh. Um, also, this film is literally ripping off entire scenes and lines from Die Hard. At times, yeah. But like how, how they find out something in the football stadium? They throw a body off the roof. I mean, I've seen that before. That was done in Die Hard. Yeah. There's a bit when he's talking to someone in the mic, and he says to him pretty much, "Don't waste time talking to me." Then he's going, "That's literally the Alan Rickman line in Die Hard." Is it homage so or is it rip off? I don't the, know. This is the problem. That's the line. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it could be homage, but at times yeah. it felt more like they didn't. They were just basically trying to rip the script off at yeah, times. So it didn't really seem quite as yeah. didn't seem quite as tongue in cheek and maybe quite as honourable as by by homage and I thought for the most part. Yeah, onto the onto the, the, the one shining light in this film was of course Brosnan. Brosnan, yeah. He's only in for what, I would say five minutes. He's not in it a lot. No. But, but when he is in it, he's you know, it's, it's Brosnan. He is in by contractual obligation. Yeah. He must have signed a contract with some studio that he's but doing. But you know what, he didn't phone it in, no, I don't think. I think he, he, he tried. I think the eyes look dead. The eyes look 
think Bros is getting to an age where that's how he looks. Okay. He <laughs> didn't look happy with being in this film to me. Um, Him and Sam Neill seem to be kind of going into this age now where they can take these kind of roles where they play older, distinguished gentlemen, but yeah. they do it with such gravitas that they're beautiful to watch playing that kind of character. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. That's a good point. You, yeah. you could easily put any generic Eastern European actor in that role and you would not have cared. Yeah. The fact that it was Brosnan... You make your set up. Yeah, you kind of look at you pay a bit more attention and you listen up, you bit hard to, to yes, very much the definition of almost straight to video, straight to DVD cinema. Yeah. Um, probably, it's definitely not cinema worthy, I would say. You'd feel disappointed to see it in yeah. the cinema. Definitely. If you paid for that, you'd be a bit gutted. But yeah. you get it for free. If you've got Sky, you get it for free yeah. at home. To say that there are worse action movies, you know, I'm not going to take away from what it was. It was, you know, there's a worse way to spend, you know, 90 minutes of your time. Yeah. And it wasn't fucking terrible to the point that, you know, I can't watch this. It was, you know, it's a few kind of lulls in it where that, you know, yeah, it's so. very kind of dull. Yeah. And also, I thought some of the CGI was very ropey. Yeah, oh shit. And yeah. a lot of the stunt work, you could very clearly tell it was not Batista. Yeah. Which is fair enough, if he's not going to do it, that's absolutely fine. But I could yeah. t- you, like, it's all the stuff on the motorbike, it was very obvious that it was not Batista. Also, that girl was terrible. She was girl. awful, she yes. She was really, really bad. Um, and so was the shit Argyle as well. Who's the shit Argyle? The, the kid who's working with who helps him. Oh, the, the Asian the Stuart, yeah. He was terrible as well, yeah. <laughs> He was like every stereotype you could bundle like oh, one yeah. tiny wee package right there. Absolutely, yeah. But again, don't let us put you off, you know. Yeah, definitely not. Would you about a 10? Um, I'd, I'd probably give it a 4. Um, it wasn't fucking terrible. So I mean, it's slightly below you when you got 4.5. Yeah. 4.5. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. So, which going on? So we've got Netflix originals. Um, yes. We've now got Sky Movie originals. Amazon do it as well. Amazon do it as well. So far, none of them's really scored. Amazon's been better. Amazon put, Amazon put their stuff in the cinema, and Amazon have had some really good films. They had the Richard Linklater one, The Last Flag Flying, right. which I thought was excellent. Not seen it. It's a great film, wonderful film. Um, so Amazon seems to be slightly better. And I think Amazon as well is not necessarily producing to begin with. It is buying films up. Right. Whereas Netflix and Sky seem to be doing something from the get-go that's make this film ours. Right. And maybe they're just not used to making movies because they don't really know how to... But they're hiring professionals that are Should not, yeah, yeah, I Yeah, I, I don't get... I just don't get what they're missing. It's just... I, you can't even say what it is. There's just an ingredient somewhere that's just... The lack of quality to extent, yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, why not? They've got the money, they've got the names, they've got the... It should work. Why is it not working? Yeah, don't get it, don't yeah. Get it either. Yeah. Um, Next film on the list is one I've seen you've not seen. Um, it's called uh, The Nun, directed by Corin Hardy. Who done? The Hallows. The Hallows which we, we really both enjoyed. loved. Yeah, we, we both really liked that. Like um, yeah, the plot of this film is essentially it's, it's in the Conjuring universe. Yeah. So it's set prior this to. This is the, set pre Annabelle. Yeah. Pre Annabelle. Yeah. Pre Conjuring. Yeah. It's set in a monastery in Romania. And not Transylvania, but it looks very like Transylvania. Transylvania is in Romania, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and essentially, there's a, there's a presence in a, a convent that may or may not be killing nuns. There's a priest and a nun sent to investigate the um, killings and the possible suicide. mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> um, while they're in the while they're in the, the castle in not Transylvania investigating it, shit starts to happen, and you realise there's something there's a there's an evil presence in their time to. There's a malevolent force of yes, work, as they would say. They're trying to escape and destroy this evil presence. Okay. Um, starring a guy called Damien Bitchy, Bitchy, who is from The Bridge on TV and also is in The Hateful Eight as well, so in The Hateful Eight. Who's he in The Hateful Eight? I can't remember who he is. Damien Butch, maybe? Damien Butch, yeah, that, that, yeah. You know, I don't know. Just... Know. It's B-I-C-H-I-E, Bitchy. Bichet, Bichet, uh, I think he sounds French when I'm listening to him. Uh, you get Thaisa uh, Farmiga, who is in a film called The Final Girl, and is also the sister of Vera, the, Vera, the one who's in... Um, the Conjuring. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so it's her oh, sister right. in real life. Do they look like each other? They do. The yeah. face, yeah, definitely like each other. Um, you get Jonas Bloquette, who plays sort of like um, a local farmer in it. He is from Elle. Have you ever seen the film Elle? It's a really yeah. good French film. And Bonnie Arones, Arones plays the nun. So, yeah. Who yeah. looks really different without the makeup on. Yes, she does. <laughs> she doesn't look that scary. Yeah. Um, Starting off, I. For the most, for the early part of the film, I actually quite enjoyed it. It starts off looking at almost a hammer kind of style, like hammer horror. You know, very moody. You know, looming castle, lots of crosses, thunder, yeah. thunder, lightning, lots of you know, fog and the forest as you approach. Everyone's going about in horse and car. And you hear a werewolf. You don't play the hear wolves oh, howling yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you okay. know, that kind of stuff. 
you know, there's a, there's a graveyard that's going to be bells on it, you know, for the, the plague <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's, it's a very good, sort of, like, moody atmosphere. Unfortunately, after that, it sort of descends into sort of the second half of that was very much just horror tropes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the jump scares, it's, a, it's the, the plot becomes completely nonsensical, it just sort of jumps around too much. It's like, well, like I don't really know and or care what is going on. Um, it, then it becomes towards the end quite blatantly trying to tie it in as quickly as it can to the Conjuring universe, which is probably what they need to do because yeah, they can make it part of it. Part of that, yeah. And it does seem at best ham fisted. See, you'd have thought because the nun's always been a hint in yeah. Conjuring universe, it's like there's a nun over the city. You yeah. think surely they had a game plan yeah. when they brought this character nun in instead of trying to show her that in four movies after? The nun isn't exactly as important as you think she is. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. In, in the cast, you're also not entirely sure in the cast are they trying to keep something in or they trying to keep something out. Yeah. So, Whereas in the Conjuring movies, it implies that, you know, she has a big character. Yeah. And, you know, she, she, she matters, but uh-huh. well, she didn't. No. But then, well. you don't really know entirely sure of... The nun is not the nun. The nun is basically a demon who takes on the natural form of a nun. Right. So... That's all good demons do. That's all demons do. There's also other titles in the country who may have been taken over by said demon. Right. So the nun just sort of you know for them to flow yeah. through. I happen to know so that nuns scare the fuck out of you. They do. Um thirteen years of Catholic schooling, the nuns do scare the hell out of me. Like generally did, did the nuns in this movie scare you? Not so much, no, not no. really. No, oh. I mean I just find I find nuns scary as sitting. I don't like nuns. They just they treat, the nuns and monks just scare the shit out of me. Monks are alright, I think I could take one in a fight, but nuns are like, no. Like Even just a nun walking. I mean, I've been on a train with nuns before, and I have to move because just I feel utterly like feel, feel really uneasy with them. Well, they're always judging you. Basically, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Like, they, they can tell the last time I jerked off. They know. They know. <laughs> they can look at my. They know the last time I did that. So under that habit, there's like a psionic brain. Ah, just... they know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> so I just don't like nuns generally. And these ones, I don't. But this nuns are demons. So they don't like creep me out that much. There's right. a demon, not a nun. But the nuns who are in the film, they do creep me out a little bit. So, um, but oh, no, Richard. Yeah, it's very, very odd. Um, the cast, for the most part, I thought was pretty poor, apart from Farmiga. She's actually very, very good and right. makes sense because her sister's a great actor as well, so maybe it does run the family. Um, she's probably the best of the bunch and I'd like to see her do more stuff. Um, the rest of them, I could quite happily not see them in much Ever again. Yeah, not really that <laughs> interested in them. Um, put it out there, it's probably better than the Annabelle films, which I didn't think were that good at all, but it's still a, a long way short of The Conjurings. Even the Conjuring 2? Yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed the Conjuring 2. Yeah. There's some moments in Conjuring, like a bit in the Conjuring 2 when you see the girl talking and it turns into the guy yeah. and then it goes back into the girl. I thought it was really well done and really creepy. Yeah. So, yeah. Conjuring 1 mostly work. Conjuring 1's a great movie, Conjuring 2's a good movie. Yeah. This is an average movie, I'll give it a very generous 6 out of 10. For a horror movie, I think a 6 is never a bad score yeah. for a horror movie. Um, it's, it takes something special to be more than that. So yeah, and, and also it's. It's brief, it's, it's 98 minutes on that, so yeah. it's battering past, so it's very much a quick watch. It's not. It's Blumhouse, isn't it, as well? No, it's not. Is it not? No, Country's not Blumhouse, he does like Sinister. Ah, right, Sinister okay. Blumhouse, this is ah. a different studio. Oh, right, okay, I, yeah. I thought he was. This is conjuring. James Wan started this one off, so he's not Conjuring, right. much, I'm pretty okay. sure. Cool. Um, so, yeah, so 6 out of 10, it's going to be out for a bit longer, it's still getting a lot of showings after. It's making money. Yes, this is its third week out, yeah. and it's still got a good. Bunch of shows. Yeah, people love horror movies. Yeah. Everyone likes a good fucking fright. Yeah. And, even and this seems to be the ones that get the audience in because the crowd seem to enjoy these types of films. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the time they realise how bad it is, they've got your money anyway. So, who cares? Ah, fuck you, last laugh. Mention a film you saw last week, you were going to put the point about Black Clans when you saw it. Did you like no, it? Oh, I did go and see it. Um, I really, really, really liked it. Um, it was sad, funny, relevant, horrible, scary. Did you find the last 10 minutes as brutal as being bad? A lot of it was, but yeah, the last 10 minutes were horrible. Yeah, How horrible was the opening as well with, with um, Alec Baldwin? Yeah. That's yeah, what it really made me upset. No, I, t- I, t- he was, I didn't expect him there, and the, you, you listened to me like, oh shit, but then you're like, you know what, yeah, this is where, where we are. I'm not denying that's where they talked, but yeah, the yeah. way they said it, it's like, that's just it's so horrible. But it's still where we are just now. Yeah, yeah pretty it's much. a sad thing about it. Um, and the story, the, the story that Thingy tells, the, the old man tells about the, the lynching, that, yeah, that, that was brutal. Horrid, oh, yeah. absolutely horrid. Um, Did you drop phone, I was watching that? That to went to luncheon you're talking about. Yeah. It happened. Uh, Peter Fonda was in the a bookstore above it. His dad owned the bookstore across from it. Have you seen it? And he saw it. He watched it. And he just totally changed everything about his life. Did it's horrible. It's really interesting story. You, you saw that. I don't know. You know. Um, yeah. The Washington boy looks sounds 
like it's dead. Doesn't look to my face. I think it is. I think there's times when you're like, oh shit, dude. Oh, but the voices there. Uh, mannerisms, yeah, they really all like that. The whole cast was like, excellent. Fucking Paul, wasn't it? Really, really solid. Are you going to go for Grace? Go for Grace was good at it, yeah. Do you think you could get a best acting, best support acting nomination? Possibly, yeah. But reading, can afterwards went into a wee bit of kind of background yep. digging and stuff like that, and it does seem like, you know, that they've really given it a horrible treatment. Yes, it yeah, has. I think the real events were, yeah, really not, not like that, but yeah. yeah but really, they've definitely. They've, Artistic license have been taken. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. But really, really quite a good film. Yeah. Really powerful, strong message. Um, no one's going to listen to it, but. Yeah, it's a bit wonderful, amazing film. Yeah. Spike League 1, Spike League Best. Um, I'm also going to mention a thing I saw this week on Friday. I went and saw Jurassic Park. Mm. But I saw it with a live orchestra. Yeah, yeah. sort of a live orchestra at the um, Glasgow Auditorium. Uh, Clyde Auditorium, in fact. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. How was it with the live music? If the orchestra was not in front of me, I would not have known they were playing. Wow. They were pitch perfect, bang on. Wow. There was maybe one one moment when I was like, oh, that threw me. I've seen that film a thousand times. I could act in that film. I could yeah. quickly recite that film from memory. So I know the musical cues. There's one moment in it, and I'm just like, threw me. That wasn't right. <laughs> and it wasn't even right. It, just, it was too loud. Like a guitar solo. It was just it was too loud. That's all it was. Yeah. Just literally just a little bit too loud. And that's what that's what got me. Everything else about it, bang on, pitch perfect. Wow. I really enjoyed it. Excellent.
Do you know people are going to fucking switch on to this movie and in fifty years time it'll be like it's going to go down like the rocket here. Yeah, yeah, that was a true classic. Richard and Colin, they knew shit way back in the day. So what's the plot of this film basically? For goodness sake, it's pretty much your standard girl goes out with boy doesn't know that boy's family are multi billionaires. How she doesn't know that is anybody's fucking guess, you know, because we have no other little Google or something. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, you can't fucking look him up. Um, has to, he's got to his friend's wedding um, in Singapore, invites her over to meet the family. Family doesn't like her, they fall out. She turns the family around, they get back together, and everybody's fucking happy. Nice. Um, did you enjoy it? No. Not at all? No, it was fucking shit. Um, I've heard nothing but great reviews with this film so far. Honestly, it's not, it's not funny. Um, every time you try and do something funny, it's it's that kind of butt clenching humour. You're like, oh, that's not funny. Don't, you know, don't, don't, just fucking don't. Um, in terms of none of it, there's one character in it who I thought was interesting. Ken every John. Other, no, no, it was a, 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 when you go and see, you okay. see it's the, the kind of model one, the, the one that's kind of fashion icon character. Michelle Yeoh. No, no, that's mum. Um, but every other character, no, they're, they're just. They're horrible people. They're, they're people that live in a world that, that we, we never understand. Yeah, you know, they've got money and, you know, they're, they're, they look down on the world and, you know, they're, they're, they're entitled and privileged and it comes across and it's just a whole bunch of likeable people that, you know, get what they fucking deserve. And then the movie, I'm like, I, I don't care about any of you apart from the one person who story didn't fucking explore anyway. It was overall just almost a condescending fucking stereotype fucking drawn up fucking Americanised version of fucking what we think Asians really are like when they shouldn't be and uh, this is made worse by the fact that one of the directors fucking no better don't do that I've shit not seen this yet do they make do they ever give a reason why someone is unhappy that their boyfriend is a billionaire no, they, no. Even, even the reason shit yeah, because like, if, if, if Lorraine came out to you tomorrow and said right, by the way I've been lying to you for the last yeah. two years I'm a billionaire would you be unhappy with that? no <laughs> and, you know the, the reason in this has got to do with the whole kind of oh but the family doesn't like it and I'm right. but I don't give a fuck what your family thinks you know what I mean fuck you let them know if you're a billionaire yeah it, it's just fucking terrible Ter- terrible <laughs> means it's in someone almost and, and like it it's just Everybody's fucking dashing and rich, and they're all just assholes. Usually, you're not dashing and rich. If I didn't like, you could identify with anyone. No, I think, I'd like to think if I was dashing and rich, which I'm never going to be, that I wouldn't be an asshole. I wouldn't be a cunt. Okay. I mean, I'd still be like, have I, I mean, beating heart of humanity in me somewhere that you know I could still stay grounded enough to be able to go. You know, Cole's all right, Scott. I'm going to be still all right, but he's just cunts. Um, Fifteen of you that one today. And do you know what is? Meditative this time. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you think this film could be sort of like remember the last year that film Girl Strip came out, the one with yeah. um, the ladies of colour who were like going on a trip to New Orleans. Yeah, I've never seen. Massive hit. But I watched it. And it was utterly shit. Yeah, this is the same. It's just it's tripe. Same. It's just absolute okay. tripe, and it just seems to to feel itself in stereotypes. Um, and it's, it's just shit. Okay. I, I did not have a nice time. Certainly not have a nice time. I'm going to go see it this week. I'm intrigued to see what I like it. Like I've read nothing but good reviews about it, yeah. and the fact it's been probably walked out for a long time, and they get something about this film. In America, Americans are fucking idiots. No, no, sorry, not not all Americans, but you know the ones that like this movie are fucking yeah. idiots. Right. Um, is it also one of things that it's like it's shown off our culture is not really represented on screen that well very often. Absolutely. Because like most people you see, you see a person of Asian origin in a film, they're basically either a banker, some rich intelligent some Oh some, no no oh no some, sorry. Oh no this bolsters that this takes that and basically right, there's, there's no one doing Kung Fu in it for example. Unfortunately there's a fucking better movie with yeah. some fucking Jackie Chan movies or something like that. Okay. Fuck me. Out of ten we're gonna give it three. Three out of ten three and a half three, half. three and a half possibly. But it's still better than Dunkirk. Well, do you know what? Fucking poke in the eyes, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really didn't like it. Watch it and see what you think. You might disagree, but I, I don't know. I just thought it was lazy. It's, it's a lazy, lazy film that did just kind of say it works on stereotypes and you know it gives you a plot that you know you could write in the back of a postage stamp and it, it just doesn't offer anything that fucking should. I don't know why people are laughing. I don't get it. I get it. Well, I, don't I, don't know, I thought the same about that girl strip. Both yeah. I heard nothing that amazing about that. Everyone loved it. 
me and Jill watched it and we both thought it was absolutely terrible. So I'm I'm not saying this is the wrong thing, but I'm going to go and see it in two. And you know what I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm really shit and I like it, I'm not scared to say it. No, no, so I'm not one that kind of panders to it, I'll be able to like it because, yeah. you know, it's a big movie, it's not, it's just fucking shit. It's yep. horrible. Um, that's us for this week, so next week out we've got, still out, but amazingly, it's getting a full week pretty much next week, and I think it's King of Thieves. King of Thieves, or I'm thinking of another one. King of Thieves, yeah. Yeah, King of Thieves, yeah. Which you hated, and I like it. See, I'm going to see Crazy Rich Asian because I've not seen it yet. There's also still out as a house with a clock in the walls, which is a PG young adult novel directed by Eli Roth. Eli Roth, so expect blood, rape, drugs, go on. So, an odd concoction together, which I'm intrigued to see. I'm going to go see it in about. Two hours is mile 22. I'm going to go see that next week and I'm intrigued. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. He does like getting called that, you know. Um, I don't care. Can we call Mark Mark for no, a he, no, he does. He does? Yeah, he told me. He told you. Nice one. Yeah, tweeted me. Um, <laughs> I think he's got is it Peter Bear directing it again, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and um, also the fella from The Raid. Yes, he's in the and Ron Rousey's in it, yeah. I believe. Apparently she's got a really shit role, she does very little action. She's not a good actress, so that's why. Yeah. Most of the talks are less good she is, but she's in it. Yeah, it's Peter Bear directing it. Who's the boy's name? Is it Ukko he wears? Yeah, Ukko, yes, that's it. Hey, check me out. Well done. He's, he's really good, I like him a lot. We've also got A Simple Favour, which is... Um, which I'm going to go see next week Paul as well. Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Oh, Paul Feig. Do you like Paul Feig? Yes. He directs a lot in Nurse Jackie. And writes a lot oh, in Nurse he, yeah? Jackie. He's, he's, he does like, he's the most kind of... Like it's returning directly. Alright, nice. Yeah, there's lots and lots of episodes, so there you go. So, it's a good for comedy, but this more is him going a bit darker, I think. More reason to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've also got a film called The Little Stranger, which, which is, a, is it a horror film. The trailer doesn't sell it. See, I, I think it is, but the trailer doesn't sell it. Is, I don't know what the trailer sells it as. Is it a horror the same way that one that was out with my cousin Rachel? The I horror. think it's a horror like Women in Black. Right, okay. I think that's where it's going, but I could be wrong. Okay, intrigued. Um, and also, where do we go from here? Which looks like a sort of British version of One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest crossed with Catch in the Rye. Yeah. With that Simpsons episode as well, when they all escape <laughs> from the the, met, the the old people's home. You watch some weird shit. I do. Coming from here, that's fucking yeah, rich. That's what looks yeah. like a mix of. But um, yeah, so that's everything that's out next week. Song about cool finders. Um, you can find it all you want. So it's uh, three beers in a movie. We're on um, Gmail. Um, I don't know if we Emails anymore? I've got access to it, but I've not done emails. Okay, there you go. What's up? Yeah, it's okay. At least we're consistent. Yeah. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, let us know. Let us know what's going down. Yeah. Cool. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we have been.